Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the State of the University Address for spring of 2020. Uh, so good to see so many of you here this afternoon, evening, wherever it happens to be, wherever you are. Um, I am so excited to share with you guys what has been going on, what is happening, and what has been going on. This is a really exciting season at Signum University. Uh, the spring of 2020 is, I think, going to be something that we're going to be looking back on as is sort of a turning point in the uh, in the history of Signum for a long time to come. Um, so I wanted to share with you what has been brewing and what we're currently doing and what we're planning moving forward. I like to do these addresses every six months or so to kind of keep all of our uh, friends and supporters in the loop. Many of you have, I feel like, um, you know, that uh, uh, like the narrator in that passage of the Council of Elrond, you know, uh, uh, saying to some of you, this story will be wholly new and to others you will, you know, um, many of you will have heard much of uh, this story before, I think, um, but I wanted to make sure to tell the story. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for your indulgence a little bit because I want to do some storytelling a little bit uh, tonight. I want to, uh, because I, I really want to fit, I want to make sure everyone understands not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it and how it fits into who we are. Because of course, you guys who have been our, uh, our, 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 our audience, our supporters, the people who have followed the development of Signum with interest, you know, have not been doing that out of idle curiosity. You guys are all people who have um, uh, been really interested in this thing that Signum has been trying to accomplish. And I wanna, I wanna, I wanna show, I wanna explain some of that stuff, maybe even perhaps some things that some of you haven't heard before. Um, and of course, it, it, this will lead eventually uh, into uh, hopefully sooner uh, rather than later um, uh, in uh, explaining what we're doing now and why I'm so excited about it. Um, so that's what I wanna do, because of course, I'm leading up to talking about uh, Signum Path the new program that we have now officially launched. It is open for registration uh, and I'm super excited about it. But let me let me tell you where we came from here. Um, so where did Signum come from? You know, what's the sort of story about it, right? Um, the impetus, of course, for Signum University initially was my podcast, right? My Tolkien Professor podcast. And I had this audience of people who are really eager for more discussion, right? There was uh, there was more desire to do to do back and forth, to be able to connect with each other uh, online. Now, I was at that time, I, you know, I was a professor, I was teaching, uh, and classroom teaching was what I loved more than anything. Um, I never could have imagined, if you had told me back then, if you had told me in like fall of 2009 or like the spring of 2008, uh, that I would one day be president of an online university. I would have thought you absolutely mad um, because I never could have imagined, uh, I never could have imagined uh, the, you know, leaving the classroom, right, which I loved so much. The immediate results of the development of my podcast and the way that people wanted to do interactive stuff was, of course, the Silmarillion Seminar uh, was the experiment. I started doing these experiments, right? The Silmarillion Seminar being at the core of that, experiments in synchronous online teaching. Um, and I was a little skeptical myself at first, but I was experimenting with it because why not? Um, and it was an enormous success. I was so happy uh, and just absolutely blown away, blown away by how 
how possible it was, that seems kind of silly, how effective it was. Um, seeing how the internet could be used as an instrument for synchronous education um, to connect teachers and students, the kind of classroom connection that we were able to establish, you know, way back in that uh, in that seminar that we did as part of my podcast, I never would have guessed was possible. And so I immediately began to see the opportunities for this. And I knew that people were kind of clamoring for um, uh, for uh, more classes and stuff. So I immediately began to say, you know, like, this is this is this is an opportunity that people should have, right? We should definitely do this. That's where the idea for the Mythgard Institute first came from. So if a lot of you have, have, have often kind of wondered like, what's the difference between Mythgard and Signum and why are there these two names and why has there been this sort of off and on confusion <laughs> over the last decade about Mythgard and Signum? I'm about to explain how that came to be. Um, because of course, my very first impulse was to say, um, you know, I, I, I want to be able to offer courses. I, I, want, I want to be able to offer classes for my podcast audience, right? Who are really interested in studying this one niche thing, right? Tolkien studies, fantasy literature, uh, all that kind of thing. So I started it as the Mythgard Institute because I was thinking of it as not like a whole school necessarily on its own. I was thinking about a program. Right. Um, a program just in, you know, in fantasy and science fiction, something that would be focused on that stuff and would be synchronous and online. And, you know, as far as like the future of it and where I was thinking of it going, primarily, I would have said if you had uh, if you had asked me right back then, I would have said um, that. Um, you know, maybe uh, like the Mythgard Institute is something which, you know, like eventually I can sort of work out a relationship with an existing institution, right? That would sort of house the Mythgard Institute and enable me to be able to, to, to do this, this program more. That was kind of sort of a vague thought, but, but I shifted and I shifted fairly quickly uh, from having our classes under the rubric of the Mythgard Institute to having our classes under the rubric of Signum University. And I officially renamed it Signum University um, why? Why did I do Why did I choose to rebrand it within like a few months of launching it? And the answer is, I found that I quickly had sort of was coming to a decision point, right? And the decision point was, how serious am I about this, right? Is this something that I want to, that I want to do, right? Is this just like my podcast was kind of a thing on the side, right? Is this going to be a thing on the side too, or is this going to be more? And I decided that I wanted it to be more. And the reason I decided that I wanted it to be more, the reason I took a very serious career risk and left a tenured uh, position in order to do this is that I thought it was really important because there is a larger need that I was perceiving that had been bothering me for a long time, something I have very strong convictions about. And that need, of course, was the student debt crisis. This is something that had been bothering me for a long time, still bothers me quite a bit. Right. The fact that it is well nigh impossible uh, to get a really good education without having to go into debt or, you know, I know sometimes, you know, many uh, parents are able to save up and enable their kids to go to school. I have a 16 year old son myself, myself about to turn 17. So believe me, I understand about that. Uh, and my wife and I have been saving for a long time. Um, but the point is, this is this is not okay, right? The point is my own experience as a professor um, had been for years watching, sitting across, you know, 
sitting across the table from students of mine, you know, whom I'd gotten to know and to care about over the course of the four years of their education and seeing them go off uh, into the working world with 60, 80, $100,000 worth of debt. That was heartbreaking, heartbreaking to see and really painful to feel myself to be a part of that system. And so this is why I felt there was an important decision point with Signum, um, because the thing that I could see when I began experimenting with it, right after having done and kind of embraced this idea of, look, if we do education in a synchronous online environment, right, and we, we, we keep it entirely online, we don't need the campus, right? And if we cut out the campus out of the equation, we can lower the overheads and therefore lower the costs, bring tuition costs down to a point where people can afford them. That's a solution to the student debt problem, right? Government subsidies and stuff, that's not a solution. That's just shifting the burden of the problem, right? Um, and although I love the idea of shifting the burden of the problem off of like our poor undergraduate population, um, nevertheless, shifting it onto the rest of the taxpayers doesn't seem to me like a real solution to the problem, just just kind of shuffling the chairs. Um, but, but again, you know, I, when I began to experiment putting together this institution, I realized this could really work. This is what's needed because the problem with the student, the reason the student debt issue is such a problem, universities can't fix it themselves. They just can't. There is no way that current universities, as they're currently constructed within their systems, can alter tuition to the but They can't say, okay, we're just going to cut tuition down to a quarter of what it currently is, right? We're charging $60,000 a year plus fees plus room and board. We're going to keep that now under 10 right? They can't do that. It's not possible. They would they would go broke. Indeed, they would go broke way before they cut it down that far. Um, the expenses are simply too much. So what's needed, the only way to solve the problem is a radical new approach, right? To just hit the reset button, to, to build something up from scratch, from a clean slate um, that approaches things differently. And that's what I saw that Signum could be. So I had to decide, do I feel like this is a, a viable solution to this? And do I think it's important enough? And I did think it was important enough. And so I said, you know what? Th this is a need that we see. And I think that we can meet this need. I think that we can create an something which is going to be a viable alternative to the current paradigm of higher education, which is going to enable students to be able to get the education that they need without having to go into the debt. So many of you have heard me tell a version of that story before, but that that has been that kind of thing, right? Perceiving this need and seeing how, if we are willing, right, to kind of take the risk and create something from scratch, start with a clean slate, right? Do things a different way. If we are willing to do that, then we could, in fact, develop an alternative system that would solve that problem. Um, and we've done that. Signum's master's degree program has now been running for years. We're just completing our ninth year uh, in our master's degree program. And our master's degree program has been a triumphant proof of concept, right? Um, it works. It works really well. Our educational model has been excellent, and I couldn't be happier with the results for our students, for our program. Uh, we have shown that a no campus needed, um, fully synchronous educational experience for our students is something that is a 
uh, more than viable as an alternative uh, to traditional brick and mortar higher education and far superior to a lot of the traditional online models, which are primarily asynchronous, right? Um, by again, doing things differently, by investing in the contacts with people, but remaining online by holding true to both of those principles, we can create an educational environment that is excellent and yet not costing all as much as uh, traditional education costs. So that, um, I, as I say, I think we, we have constructed a legitimate alternative. Are there ways in which our program is, you know, not as good as a campus program? Sure, there are disadvantages uh, compared to campus programs. There are things you can do when all the students are together on a campus that we can't do. But you know what? There are things that we can do that uh, traditional brick and mortars can't do. There are advantages to our uh, method as well. Like I said, it's different, but it's a legitimate alternative. So that's what we have. But what, there's something we don't have, though, and that is a long-term sustainable financial model yet. And what I mean by that is our niche program is awesome. Our master's degree program is fantastic. Our educational model is great, but the scale is too low, right? We can't sustain the full support structure that you need to keep to you know maintain a university and enable it to survive long term you can't support that with just um with just uh, uh one little tiny niche ma program right um it's been evident for a while i've i've known for many years right that we're we're going to need to expand beyond our master's degree program. We're gonna need to scale up. Now, having, having proven the model, right, we're gonna need to scale up. We're gonna need to, to expand. We're gonna need uh, to add. Um, what I've been looking for is the way, right? Um, I knew we needed to do that, but I didn't for a while see the way because I want to be true to the whole spirit of the Signum experiment, right? I didn't want to just add a program because it would add bulk, right? I didn't want to just be like pandering to what I saw as a trendy desire, you know, uh, like for instance, I didn't want to just be like, hey, lots of people are starting, you know, business management programs. Let's throw out a business management program because that's what people like these days. Like I didn't want to do something like that. I wanted to, to, to do something that was true to this sort of problem-solving spirit of Signum University, right? Thinking about trying to find ways to take advantage of the fact that we have already built this alternative structure, which has started from a clean slate and does uh, operate differently. I've been looking for our next direction. Um, I have lately identified the problem, right? Uh, over this past year, that's the main thing that I've been focusing on and the main thing that I've been working on is uh, seeing the, seeing sort of the next problem that I think that we are really well equipped to help solve. And this is what I talked about a little bit uh, back at the uh, the fall state of the university address uh, in some general terms. Um, I've been increasingly concerned, as I shared then, um, about, well, honestly, about the future of higher education. Um, I, I, it's not just the question of, what is being done to students is bad. That's still bad uh, and hasn't gotten better. Um, worse, though, is that uh, the entire thing increasingly, and by the thing, I mean the higher education industry, seems increasingly 
like a, a, a truck that's hurtling towards a cliff. Um, uh, it's, it's increasingly clear. It's always been, you know, fairly obvious if you looked at it, um, that the student debt problem is, is, is not just a, an issue, it's a symptom of the fact that the whole financial model of higher education currently is not really sustainable, right? I said, we don't have a sustain, you know, we, we with a problem that, you know, the, 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 the step that we have yet to take at Signum is to build a sustainable financial model. Well, we're not the only ones with this problem. It's very clear that the rest of higher education does not have a sustainable financial model because this thing is not sustainable. Um, and I've been, even before the last few months, um, I was a year ago giving a talk, uh, actually a year ago, pretty close now, um, almost exactly a year ago, I was standing down in Charlotte giving a talk to a room full of faculty and, and administrators about you know, what I was characterizing as the coming apocalypse in higher education. Um, that now uh, in the current moment, you know, in early May of 2020, that seems actually a good deal more imminent than it did. Um, I was thinking that that was that kind of a collapse was likely even uh, before uh, the pandemic, of course, and all of the economic implications of that. Um, with this, it's I think very likely to hasten the process uh, uh, very, uh, very, very much. Um, basically, higher higher education. The thing that I and again the thing that I've been seeing, and this has nothing to do. Uh, with the, the current climate and the current economic situation. Um, just looking back over the last 10, 20 years, higher education would not be the first industry that simply did not prepare for the modern world, um, you know, and that uh, experienced a collapse like that. Um, print journalism comes to mind as an example um, of the kind of thing that I'm talking about. Um, but more specifically, uh, I, I've been concerned about the humanities. You know, I, I'm an English professor. That's what I have always been, right? Uh, that's what I know and love and the world that I come from. Um, and I've been concerned about the humanities. And when, when I look around and, and sort of think about the humanities, there are two things that I notice, right? One is that I, I'm, I'm super concerned about the survival of the humanities themselves, like the academic study of the humanities. Um, as things get more and more tight, as budgets get tighter and, and institutions, colleges around the world are, um, you know, getting more and more, um, uh, their you know budgets becoming more and more constricted and and then moving into greater and greater financial urgency one of the things that we see schools doing all over the place is shutting down the humanities departments dissolving their majors mushing them together uh you know into you know not having separate programs laying off a lot of faculty um there's a lot of there's a lot of that happening the humanities are really really suffering um and that's a real concern to me you know i'm i I, 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 I do not like to see that. And of course, I'm looking around from the Signum point of view saying, oh, I'm not really sure that that has to happen. I think there might be something we can do about that. But that's one thing that I've been noticing. Here's the second thing that I've been noticing is that increasingly, I hear more and more people from the workplace side of things, right, from the business world, complaining, right, very sensibly complaining um, that there is this increasing lack of what have traditionally been called soft skills, right? That there's uh, th these uh, skills like 
communication skills and critical thinking skills and all that kind of thing, like that there's a, there's a serious deficit of that kind of skills training, that there are lots of people who are being prepared, uh, you know, with like the, the, the sort of hard skills that they need, right? Whether it be programming skills or um, with scientific training uh, or whatever it is, right? Um, and yet these highly qualified, highly intelligent, really well-trained people are being brought into the workforce and they can't compose an email to save their lives and they don't know how to participate at meetings and they can't, they write terrible reports and, you know, uh, and managers uh, who hired these very intelligent people are, and are delighted to have them are yet kind of tearing their hair out. Um, uh, so, okay. So I'm looking at these two problems, right? On the one hand, we've got people say, you know, uh, humanities programs shutting down, right? Being shut down because for the exact reason that the institution, the universities are saying, this isn't practical, right? We're not getting return on investment from this. Um, nobody cares about the humanities anymore, right? Um, and then I'm looking over here at people saying, gosh, those skills that were traditionally, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the focused on in the humanities, gosh, that's really what we need. We just don't get that very much anymore, right? There's just, there are too few people who, who, who are able to do those things. And I'm sitting here like, guys, come on now, <laughs> right? Like, let's put this together. We can, this is a thing. So this is where I think, again, this is where Signum, I think, can take its next step. This is what I have, what I see um, as this, this uh, this gap that we can step into, that Signum University is really, really well positioned to step into. So again, it was the perception of the student de debt issue and ways in which I think that we can really make a, a, a significant difference there, which still drives all the things that we do at Signum. That was what moved me to begin it in the first place, right? This thing which is now uh, uh, leading the direction of our growth and expansion, which, which needed to happen, but again, which I didn't wanna do just kind of arbitrarily, is this second perception of this, this other problem, which again is right in our wheelhouse in which we are very, very well positioned uh, to, to solve. Essentially, humanities education has been failing. I mean, it's been failing. It has failed to prepare students for the job market in ways that everybody recognizes and appreciates, right? That, that's why the programs are being cut, right? Because people are looking at that and saying, look, it's not practical, right? Who wants to be an English major nowadays? Who wants to be, a, what's a philosophy major gonna get you, right? Nothing, nobody wants that. And especially if people were asking people to pay, you know, a quarter million dollars to do their undergraduate education here, we've gotta, we gotta promise them something that's gonna pay off, right? What kind of payoff can we promise from a humanities major, right? So yeah, budget cut, right? That's the that's the rationale. Um, but again, we can do better than that. We can do better in uh, uh, in teaching the humanities um, uh, to 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 show how the humanities prepare people for the job market in, as I say, in ways that people will appreciate. Um, but humanities have also failed to produce enough people. And again, this is not entirely their fault. It's hard to do. It's hard to succeed in this when your department's being cut and your faculty are being fired. Um, but anyway, when, when it, humanities have failed to produce enough people with these really important skills that the workforce really needs, right? Um, and, and I think in both of those places, um, 
Signum can step in. So this is where I see our next steps really clearly. And this is why I am so excited, um, why I am stepping into this with the full conviction, the same conviction that led me to found Signum University in the first place. I can see the need and I can see how we can fix it. And I can see how perfectly it fits with who we already are and with what we do. The program that we already have is the beginning of that, right? It's sort of the nest egg for that, as well as being sort of the proof of concept uh, for that. I think we can do a much better job of connecting these two things, of connecting humanities education and the workforce that needs people who, who have the skills that you derive from a humanities education. Um, I think that we can reform humanities education, that we can do a better job of preparing humanities students for the working world. And by doing so, then we can create a home at Signum in which the humanities can thrive for many, many years and generations to come. I think that we can also fill the gaps in the current workforce by the skill gaps in the current workforce by providing opportunities for skills training um, that people need right now, right? Not just thinking about doing better by the next generation, right? But thinking about how we can, how we can help people right now. I think that Signum can do both of those things, can fill both of those needs. Um, and that's where we're going. That's what I'm excited about. So let me tell you a little bit about Signum Path, this new program that we are launching. Um, I've been talking, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, uh, seen, if not, I, I would recommend you go uh, look up on LinkedIn some articles I've been, uh, uh, an article series I've begun to write um, on foundational skills and thinking about humanities education. All these thoughts I've been having about reforming humanities education have been leading me to want to want to write some stuff about this. So that's what I've been, uh, that's what I've begun to do there. Um, but um so I'm not going to like repeat everything that I've said in the, in uh, in those articles so far, but um, suffice to say that there the some of these skills that people need, right? These skills which have been traditionally derived from the humanities, right, are just are some of the most important skills that people have. When I say important, I mean they're important because they are universal, right? Very few people. Um, very few uh, uh, employers, that is, are going to like put a, a, a job ad out, right? Saying, you know, like only English majors need apply, right? And that's, of course, why people uh, have fallen into the trap of thinking that, you know, English majors and like humanity stuff is not, is not uh, practical, right? Uh, but there's way more to it than that, right? The fact is, there is no job, there is no job that anyone could have um, in which you would not be benefited in which you would not be helped by having these skills are necessary for everyone doing every job and it doesn't matter what your job is or where you do it um you need to be able to write you need to be even if you're only writing emails even if you're only writing memos you need to be able to write you need to be able to read carefully that's a really undervalued skill Right. Um, you need to be able to speak clearly, to explain yourself, to persuade people, whether you're presenting your findings at a conference, whether you are trying to persuade a meeting, uh, you know, you're at a meeting and you're trying to persuade your colleagues about, you know, an angle that you see and an, an idea that you have, whether you're just trying to persuade your boss that you're useful and deserve promotion, you need to be able to to speak, right? You need to be able to listen. You need to be able to be sensitive to people and know how to interact with people, right? Um, to be able to learn. And the humanities are the best 
kind the best and safest kind of laboratory for developing emotional intelligence skills right um this is the kind of these are the kinds of skills these are the kinds of foundational skills which as i say are a benefit in any kind of job that you have um and this is what the uh signum path program uh is is designed to um to do sorry i'm finding my window there it is okay i wanted to show you the website here uh this is paths.signumuniversity.org uh if you want to look at the website yourself for uh for more information um about what it is that we're that we're doing here um i think that uh you can see that uh let me go to our um uh, to our badges page, so you can see the kinds of courses that we're offering here at Signum Path. Um, our Signum Path courses are so they're 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 short courses which are organized into badges, right? So we have making verbal connections, that is working on your 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 oral communication and and listening skills, right? Um, and so we have that broken down into three smaller classes: powerful presentations, two-way communication, uh, that is listening and speaking, right, uh, and influencing your audience. Um, uh, so we've got you know persuasion, presenting, all of these things, right? So when you do all three of these uh, to complete the making verbal connections badge. If you want to just take individual classes and kind of put them together to form your own, uh, you know, your own path, your own program, that's totally fine. You can you can absolutely do that. Um, but um, anyway, so we have right now, we have four different badges. We've got our making verbal communications badge. We have our writing for results badge. So training writing skills uh, in, 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 in some different kinds of contexts. We have what we call strengthening your core, these sort of core career skills that are really important. Um, mastering media, thinking about information literacy and things like that, time management and marketing yourself, thinking about managing your self-branding. Um, and person-to-person -person skills. This is where emotional intelligence comes in. Conflict, resolution, leadership, and followership. Um, all, again, essential things for thriving in any career, in any kind of job uh, situation. This is, the, this is the place. This is that uh, sort of immediate need uh, that I think that we are extremely well equi equipped here at Signum, both through our uh, our now well-established educational model, and of course, our own, we are coming to this not as you know corporate training professionals, right? We don't specialize in you know sets of training videos and things like that. What we do is we are humanities teachers, right? Uh, and it is in the 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 humanities are the tried and true method for developing these skills. And when I say tried and true, I don't just mean over the last nine years of Signum University. I mean like back over the last, you know, 17 centuries uh, of uh, of education, of liberal arts education. Um, this is this has always been the model. Um, and, you know, even back in the classical and uh, medieval periods when they first began developing uh, what came to be called the liberal arts, um, they kind of they they knew this, uh, and they uh, they they knew that if you want to have any kind of professional life, right? If you want to be uh, a statesman, uh, a lawyer, uh, a, a a a priest, anything, right? Anything, any kind of educated professional, the where the place to start 
right, is in what we now call the humanities, right, uh, in, 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 in speaking and writing and, uh, uh, and argumentation and logic and philosophy. These are the things that you need to know and you need to immerse yourself in if you want to develop these skills. That's the step that our educational system has kind of well, to say skipped is a little bit unfair, but anyway, it's 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 not it's obviously manifestly not succeeded to produce generations of people who have these skills. That's why people are seeing the lack of it, right? But again, it's not too late. Uh, we can work to uh, we can work to 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 fill some of those gaps. Um, the Signum Path program is designed. Uh, to have something really sort of for everything. There are, there are a few different sort of groups of people who can all benefit from this. If you are just an individual, right? You want to improve your own career. And at this time, I know, um, you know, in, during this economic crisis, there are a lot of people who have, who have been laid off, who have found themselves in a place where they need to reshape their career. They need to think about how can I give myself the best advantage, you know, moving forward and competing in a difficult job market uh, in thinking about, you know, are there ways in which I want to kind of reorient my career path, right? That these are serious questions a lot of people are facing right now. How do you, um, how do you move into a different place? Like maybe move towards a leadership role instead or a management or leadership role uh, instead of sort of returning to a role maybe like you used to be doing. Um, how do you make yourself stand out in a crowded pool of applicants? Um, how do you make it clear how essential you are, right? Uh, uh, to your current employers. Um, although there's often a tendency to think like, well, what I need to do is get trained in the latest software and be like up to date on all the latest things. Those are great things, not taking anything away from that stuff. But one of the most stable um, and broadly applicable things that you can do, a thing that will enrich every element of your working life is developing your foundational skills, writing, communicating, uh, oral communications, emotional intelligence. This will have a massive impact on all the things that you're doing. So um, if you're an individual, we have classes for you. Enrollment is open right now. You can register uh, for these courses. If you, uh, you can click the register now button and get straight through uh, to our registration page right now. We're starting our classes in June, June, July, and August. We're gonna be offering these courses on a very regular basis. This isn't gonna be like uh, in our master's degree curriculum where a course only comes up once every you know few years or something. We're gonna be running these regularly. Um, right now we have these courses scheduled for June, July, and August. So you can go through any of our badges over the course of these next three months. Um, we'll be opening enrollment uh, for September, October, and November uh, soon as well. And we'll be repeating these and I think adding, I hope, adding uh, another badge uh, for then as well. But um, anyway, so you can uh, you can definitely, uh, you'll, you'll have opportunities to complete those. If you can't start in June, you can start in July and still complete it and everything. Uh, anyway, so we have courses open now for individual registration. Um, but if you're not just somebody who's thinking about how to uh, sort of improve your own career, maybe you're a human resources director, right? Or a, 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 a training manager uh, at your company. And maybe you've been frustrated, right? Looking for resources, you, you know there are people in your company who could really benefit from this kind of thing, right? Um, but you haven't had really good resources to, 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 to show them, right? Or to, to, to direct them to. Um, 
we can definitely work something out, right? Send them the path. Uh, and, and, you know, so maybe it's a program where you just send individual people separately, right? So that they enroll in our individual courses uh, and they can, you know, get re apply to get reimbursed from the company if they complete the, the, the courses. Uh, programs like that we can easily uh, work out. We also have, uh, and you can see more information about that if you go to our corporate skills training class, uh, our page rather. Um, we also have a corporate program where we will customize versions of these courses. So we'll do these courses or badges. Of course, we'll talk with you to figure out what it is you need most in your workforce, because maybe you're a manager who runs a team and you're about done, right? With the kinds of frustrations that you have had uh, trying to, you know, uh, trying to 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 fill some of these deficits, right? Of communications and emotional intelligence and and uh, writing skills and things, and you know that your team could really benefit, that your efficiency across the board would be improved greatly if your uh, if your engineers, if your marketing people, if your customer service people, right? You know, we're better at some of these things. Um, we can customize a program uh, just for a particular corporation. So we will, we will assign a corporate liaison uh, to you guys who will help you to, uh, to form a program uh, and then to, to operate a program. We will develop um, sort of a new version of our curriculum for you, adapting the assignments and the things we're having people do to, uh, to make sure to tailor that to the specific needs of your corporation. Um, that is... Um, um, uh, that is uh, that is definitely something that we are um, uh, able to do. Very interested in doing this. It's a, a, a company we're already working with uh, uh, in this. Uh, uh, in this, so we're, we're really excited about that. Um, definitely happy to help to meet the needs of corporate teams who really, as an entire team, uh, could benefit uh, from going through these classes together. Um, our courses themselves. Our courses themselves are, these are not just, as I implied before, these are not just sort of asynchronous corporate training video series, right? I know that there's a lot of corporate training that works like that, and it's awesome. There's a lot of really great content out there of that kind, and those kinds of things are really, really helpful. Those are really, uh, those can be really convenient, but, but there's a problem. And the problem is you, you just, you can't teach humanity skills that way, right? The fact is you can't teach somebody how to write in a weekend, right? At a weekend seminar, it's just, it's not possible, right? You can't really open, unlock the secrets of greater, you know, interpersonal sensitivity in a half an hour training video, right? You just, you can't do that. Um, uh, it requires something. And this is where, again, we are applying our pedagogical model, our humanities-based educational model within uh, the, the venue of this corporate training experience. Um, so what we do, we know that developing these kinds of skills, really becoming a better writer, a more, a, a more effective communicator, uh, a more sensitive interactor with other people, right? In order to, uh, to really grow in those ways, you've got to work at it. It requires practice. It requires uh, revision. It requires discussion and interaction with people, right? Um, believe it or not, you need you need other people like involved in order to learn how to communicate. Who, who, who'd have thought? Um, 
therefore our program is a different kind of experience again you know we, we are not releasing series of of uh, you know just 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 video series that you do on your own um these are courses they're designed they're short they're you know they're, they're designed to be as efficient as we can make them um and as manageable uh within the time the you know corporate time constraints um the each of our courses going back for a second to our, our our course list each of these courses that you see on our course page um is designed to be a month long about two sessions a week for four weeks so it's only eight total sessions uh, and the sessions are only about an hour or so so um it's not um it's, it's it's not like it's a massive massive time commitment like you're sending your workers off for a month of doing nothing other than this uh but um uh, but it but it takes place. It's it's a sustained experience. And these classes, uh, the vast majority, there will be some videos in which there will be some some kind of downloadable content where we'll be giving some general guidelines and instruction. But the majority of these sections are going to be live synchronous discussions, Signum style stuff, um, where we gather everyone together in a virtual classroom and we have uh, we have discussions and we work on these things together. Um, that's the way that we're doing and that's why we have each one of these courses again twice a week for four weeks eight sessions over the course of a month and three months worth or three courses worth of material uh in order to complete a badge um because it it does take a while uh to dig into these things and to really make progress in this stuff and actually develop uh these skills in an effective way our scheduling is flexible so for the individual program uh that we're launching right now to everybody when you sign up for a course uh you will get not immediately but when 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 you register you'll be giving us some information about what time zone you're in uh and when you're available for classes and we're then going to be combining schedules and scheduling uh our our sections uh, uh our, our instructor sections at times when uh, when folks can meet, so we are we are we are flexible, adapting ourselves to your schedule uh, to the greatest extent that we can, uh, working with the availability of our students, and then we uh, we hold our synchronous sessions. Um, it's also, of course, another key uh, way in which this is all very much in touch uh, with the um, uh, with the Signum process uh, with the Signum world uh, is that these classes are affordable as well. Uh, the pricing for these classes, an individual class per course is $225, um, which means you can do a three course badge uh, for a total of only $675. These are very small sums of money, as small as we can make them uh, and still sort of make things work out for us. Uh, we need to we need to be able to pay our folks, but um, but we want to make these as as available and accessible to people as possible. Um, I, I, as I said, that's been sort of the the the, the heartbeat of Signum University from the very beginning. Um, now you'll notice if you're looking, so for instance, if you're a manager interested in looking at our corporate program, our corporate program the 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 tuition rate is higher, which as you see, it's four hundred and ninety five dollars per person per badge, uh, or sorry, per person per course uh, for the corporate course. But that's because we put in a lot of work customizing the program for you. So uh, for the individual courses, you know, we have them, you know, kind of prearranged and anybody can join them in the corporate uh, 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 courses we are customizing and not just putting together the courses in a way that will be customized to your needs we do that too um, but actually designing the course so that the instructor who's running the course will be doing it with the sort of needs and demands of your particular company in mind um, so that we can be preparing your 
employees as much as as as, as directly as possible uh, to improve in how they are able to handle the challenges that they're actually facing in your uh, in your um, uh, workplace. So that's um, that's um, what we uh, uh, so so again that's that's just why you'll you'll notice that the price is different there. But again, uh, even compared to a lot of corporate training things, it's still we're still trying to make it as affordable uh, there as we possibly can. Um, any questions about the PATH program? There's again, there's a lot more information that you can uh, that you can see here. Um, uh, you know, we're, we have, uh, you know, a lot that we sort of explain. You can see also links to some of the, the videos and things that I've been doing to kind of explain a little bit more uh, about the, uh, the core. If you have questions, uh, we very much welcome that. We have our contact form here uh, that you can, where you can send, um, uh, send in an email to uh, uh, get any information that you like about either the individual or, or our corporate program or um, you know, sort of setting up a referral program through your institution. Uh, we can uh, we can talk about all of those things. So feel free to contact us. There any questions uh, that I can uh, that I can answer? Yeah, Omali, uh, I see that uh, says I wish I had this when I was younger. Yeah, it um, yes. Yeah, uh, there's. I, I've talked to a lot of people who have said things like that. You know, who have said, you know, boy, had if I had had, um, you know, my my whole career would have been a lot easier if I had been able to to really sharpen up some of these things earlier on. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you. Uh, uh, thinking there may be a course or two that would be good for you to take. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely think about that. But I agree, Paul. It's never too late uh, to learn these things. Absolutely. And it's again, it's one of the one of the reasons why I'm excited about this the path angle, right? This the the Signum path angle, rather than just focusing on, hey, we can build a better humanities program, right? We can do humanities education better. Um, Instead of just focusing on that, which again is kind of that's that's a, a great investment in the future, right? Uh, let's help to bring up a new generation of of students who then enter the workforce and uh, uh, and are you know better equipped uh, than some uh, others in the past have been. That would be great, but it doesn't help folks who are out there right now. And Paul, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. One of the main things that I'm thinking about, right? I want to be able to help folks who need help right now and I think that this is uh, this would be a great opportunity even as you say for people who have been in it for a while. Rachel's asking can high school students take the courses? Yeah. Um there is no requirement for this. There is there are no prerequisites uh for these courses. Um the audience we have in mind of course are people who are uh sort of in the workforce or people who are entering the workforce but absolutely. Um it's not it's never too late as paul was just saying it's never too early either i would say um uh so yeah no definitely um you do not um there is as if there's no formal degree requirement these courses are professional this is these are not academic courses in the sense that is there is not an academic degree we are offering in connection with signum path these are for personal and professional development that is the uh that is that is the focus of these of these courses um uh, susan's asking do we have new faculty to teach these courses yes some of our courses are being taught by faculty who have been teaching within our program for a while the the, the sort of the interest that i have in the humanities and this uh, the, you know, my own sort of observations and frustrations with how the humanities have been done um, 
uh, are, th are you know, things that are shared by members of the current Signum uh, faculty who have been teaching Signum courses for a while. Um, and they, you know, so some of our courses are being taught by uh, faculty who have been uh, with us and teaching in our MA program already uh, and who have been kind of joining with me to uh, and helping me to form the curriculum for this um, uh, for this program. Um, uh, there are others who are coming in who are, have not been part of our faculty to this point, um, but who have uh, been doing this kind, who have been uh, uh, teaching training courses and are specializing in adult education and things and, and this kind of professional development uh, and who are coming in from that angle. So actually, uh, if you uh, Susan, want to see the folks who are involved? Uh, these are, will be familiar names and faces. If you go to the home page and scroll down. Uh, you can see folks who are uh, involved. So you'll see some. Those of you who have been taking Signum courses will recognize uh, some of the faces of our instructors here. Sarah Brown and Gabriel have both been um, teaching in our uh, MA program. Uh, Gabriel's relatively new. We've been delighted to have him for the last year or so. Uh, Sarah Brown, of course, has been with us from near the very beginning of Signum. Um, and of course, there are lots of other wonderful people. Robbie, uh, Roberta Park is uh, a wonderful new addition to our faculty team. I'm really excited uh, to have her help and expertise in this. Uh, I've been uh, uh, talking with Robbie for a couple of years about building an adult education program and how, how can we uh, I get provide resources to people who need resources. It's one of the things that uh, uh, she has always expressed to me a real a real heart for, and I've I've always really appreciated that. And of course, uh, lots of our wonderful uh, uh, staff folks who are working hard to uh, to support and develop this. At least uh, Trudel Cedeno, uh, who's going to be our corporate liaison. Uh, uh, Zach Komen, who is our registration coordinator, uh, and Kay Ben Abraham, who is our messaging coordinator, uh, and uh, composing a lot of our of our uh, emails and uh, and uh, and messaging stuff, um, and me. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, it's been an awesome team that we have had together working on this, uh, and I am really excited to continue to move forward with that. Awesome. Well, I don't want to keep you guys all night, um, but I do have one other thing that I wanted to tell you about in addition. Um, uh, and that is, I, so I, remember I said there were two things, right? And just a couple minutes ago, I said, we don't want to just, you know, reform humanities education. Um, we want to do this as well. But we don't not want to reform humanities <laughs> education either, right? Um, you know, I was talking about how there are the two things, right? There are the issues in the workplace and there's the issues in humanities education. And I'm really frustrated why those two things can't come together. And I really believe that Signum University is going to be able to establish a bridge between those two things. Um, so we are also uh, hard at work um, with on the second half of that equation, that is on the reformation of humanities education. Uh, and Signum is building, and I, I, this is a thing that I mentioned, um, but we hadn't really fleshed out in too much detail um, in my fall uh, State of the University address last October. Um, but we are planning to launch an interdisciplinary humanities undergraduate program. It'll be called the Signum College Humanities Program. Um, and uh, we are looking to come at humanities undergraduate education from a different perspective. Here's what I mean by that. Um, I think that one of the things that has come close to dooming the humanities um, has been the fact that higher education, higher education, our culture in general, um, these have been training people to ask 
exactly the wrong questions. Uh, question, really one single question, right? When parents and students are looking at trying to decide on a major, trying to decide on a program, trying to decide on a school, they look at the perspective degree that they would get from a school and they ask the question, what am I gonna do with that? What am I gonna do with that? That's the question everybody always asks, right? Um, what am I gonna do with that? Um, and I think that that's a terrible question to ask. Think about what that question implies. What am I gonna do with this degree, with this program? It implies that your whole educational program, like four years of your life dedicated to education, amounts to what, like a tool that you use? like a, Or like a, maybe even thinking about it most generously, it's a key, right? It becomes a key that opens a door into the rest of your into the rest of your life right into the rest of your career and if you find the right key it'll open the right door and the door that it opens isn't like flipping burgers at mcdonald's the door that it opens is a glamorous highly paid and deeply personally satisfying career right that's sort of so when you ask what am i going to do with this that that's what you mean right you're thinking you're kind of objectifying your education as a as a key that opens a door right that's not what education should be right i mean think think about this for instance with a key what does a key do most of the time what does a key spend 99.5 percent of its life doing answer nothing sitting in your pocket doing nothing right it's it's you open the door with it and then what you're done with it especially if it's a door that you go through and never look back now what right well okay i mean i guess you can say it was worth it but but for real like that's that's um that's not what education should be about. It's just not. Um, and it certainly, I think, is not worth paying all that money for if that's all you are, uh, you are, you are doing. Um, uh, so I think that we need, and by we, I don't just mean Signum. I think that the world needs a new approach to, under, to uh, undergraduate education. Um, and we are looking to build a, a new kind of undergraduate curriculum, doing like we've done uh, with the whole campus situation, right? With the financial paradigm of, of colleges, we came to that and we said, you know what, let's just start from a clean slate and build something that will be a sustainable model that won't cause students to go into debt. Can we do that from the beginning? Yes, I think we can, right? Similarly here, I think we can construct an undergraduate humanities curriculum that is not just going to be a key that sits in your pocket and maybe opens the door, right? The question is not, what are you going to do with that? The question should be, if you're talking about a four-year educational you know, experience, the question you should be asking is not, what can I do with it, but what does it do to me? Right? How am I going to be changed? How am I going to grow? How am I going to be improved by this whole thing? Right? You should be being shaped yourself, not just putting a particular key on your key ring. Right? What an expensive key in every way, not just in money ways, but in time. Right? My goodness. Um, so again, your question should be something like, what, in what ways are you being concretely, importantly prepared for your future life in the workplace, right? And there is nothing more practical, more useful than the humanities, right? As we've just been discussing, these skills that you will gain, and you'll gain them whether you think about it or not, but um, these skills that you will gain 
uh, in studying the humanities are things that are going to absolutely benefit you for the whole rest of you. And that's where we want the focus to be, right? Um, so I, I will, I'll talk more, uh, look for more information over the course of the following months. Um, we're gonna be talking about this more, um, uh, what were the, 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 our concrete plans uh, for our revolutionary new undergraduate humanities curriculum, um, what it looks like to kind of hit the reset button and, and, and build this up from a clean slate. Um, we've been doing a lot of discussions about that internally. We have some really, really good plans that, uh, uh, that I think are gonna be really cool. Um, uh, later this summer, we're gonna, be getting, we're going to be beginning the process of assembling our curriculum and our initial faculty for the undergraduate program, because it's not just gonna be a literature and language program, it's gonna include the literature and languages, of course, um, but it's gonna go beyond that. It's gonna be an interdisciplinary humanities program. Um, and um, uh, yeah, anyway, so um, this is, um, uh, this is gonna be really exciting. So over the course of the summer, as we begin that process of developing our curriculum, looking for help from uh, faculty members who are interested in coming on board and being involved uh, in our initial uh, faculty uh, for our undergraduate program. As we have some of those discussions, I'll be you know, uh, sort of releasing some more information and talking a little bit more about the details of our undergraduate program. Um, a, a couple of things I would wanna emphasize about the calendar though. We're not gonna be opening this program right away. Um, although Signum likes to be able to do things uh, swiftly, uh, we, are an, we are an agile little creature, Signum University is, uh, but nevertheless, this is, this is a longer term project. Um, uh, the tentative launch date for our undergraduate program, I kind of wish it could be sooner, uh, a large part of me wishes that, uh, but um, the tentative launch date for our undergraduate program is fall of 2022, so it's two years off still. The reason it is two years off uh, is a very good reason, and that is we need to accommodate the calendar of the accreditation process. We are actively in the process of the of of seeking accreditation. Um, as you know, if you have heard me do State of the University addresses before, I can't talk about that in detail. I can't give you details on exactly when the process will be completed because I don't know, and it is important. Um, uh, not uh, it, it. We don't signum. We we don't want to sort of try to create false impressions, right? We don't want to act like we might not, you know, yet have completed the accreditation progress, but it is totally in the bag. We're not saying that, right? Um, we're going through the process. This is a serious process and a big process and a long and a long. But um, uh, we should uh, uh, we should be uh, safe with the fall twenty two launch point. Um, uh, so that's um, uh, that's the kind of thing that we are definitely, uh, that's what we're shooting for. Um, again, the, the timing of the process, some of it is out of our hands, but anyway, this is, this is, this is the current plan. Um, and uh, so again, look for more soon on the future of our undergraduate program. I am, uh, this is the thing that I think is really going to be uh, the sort of the culmination of the Signum ex experiment, right? This is what we've been building for. Um, the stuff that we have been doing, right? We're not stopping that, right? We are, uh, uh, our master's program, it continues to grow. We have just had in this year, the most credit enrollments we've ever had in a single year, uh, a single 
academic year uh, in our uh, master's program. Um, that program focused on its niche of Tolkien studies and fantasy and science fiction literature and medieval Renaissance and, and uh, uh, classical literature and Germanic philology is thriving. And that is awesome. And it's going to continue, right? Um, uh, and around it, sort of beneath it, uh, from an academic standpoint, we're going to be building this really awesome dynamic new program that is going to help to equip folks, uh, to, to help people study the humanities and to equip them. Um, so um, anyway, that's uh, that's where we're headed. Um, let me look at some um, questions that folks uh, have had here. Um, yeah, uh, 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 Kit was just saying that uh, the, the whole idea of what are you going to do with that assumes that 17 year olds know what work they want to do for life. Uh, and that is just not true. Yeah. Um, it really is right. When, when you, when you're asking the question, what are you going to do with your undergraduate? You know, right? when basically what you're doing is shopping for keys, right? You, it does imply, you know, the door that you're trying to open and which key is going to open it most effectively. Right. Um, and, and often, of course, the problem is that that key will often open only that one door. That is to say, you may enter into what is essentially a, a sort of a course of professional training, right, targeting a particular career. But what happens if you change your mind? As, you know, kid, as you're pointing out, as like 17 to 19 year olds are wont to do, right? What if you what if you get into it and decide, actually, I am not happy with this. I want to do something else. Well, now you got to start a new key, right, from the beginning. Um, and uh, that is um uh that's that's something that is really difficult right again it, it creates difficulties and um one of the 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 things that's going to be a premise of the signum program we are going to be encouraging students requiring them really to be thinking in very practical terms about what they want to do about what they're good at right but it's not just a you better have a good guess before you come here or else you might be wasting your money right that's not the situation instead discover those things here, right? Do you like the humanity? Are you interested in things like literature and history and philosophy and stuff? Do you like this kind of stuff? Great, come here, develop universally applicable skills, right? And as you're doing this, we will help you to discover what are the things you like doing, right? What are some careers that that this stuff will really be able uh, to equip you for and to uh, uh, to make you a really attractive candidate for? Um, and the whole structure of the program is going to be oriented towards not just guiding students uh, through that process uh, of hammering out their own uh, their own way, right, blazing their own trail, um, but also it's going to be oriented towards communicating that uh, to the working world so that when you apply for a job, it doesn't just say something generic that a lot of employers don't know how to interpret, right? I mean, so like history major, right? I got a history degree at this liberal arts school. Well, okay, what does that mean, right? Your corporate manager who's looking at your resume, what does that mean to them, right? Um, do they know how to translate that? Do, do they know what that means you're good at? Because you are good at some things. History majors are awesome, right? And they're really good. You know, they get a lot of training at a lot of things. But but is that being communicated? Most of the times, it's not, right? We want our program to be communicating more clearly to future employers, um, so that they can see much more clearly exactly how you benefit um, from uh, from uh, uh, from the these humanity studies that you're doing. Anyway, as you can see, 
feel kind of strongly about these subjects. Uh, this is something that uh, uh, that I am uh, uh, really, really passionate about. Um, and uh, yeah, so George is asking, will undergrad accept credit from previous education? Definitely, yes. There will be, uh, there will certainly be uh, transfer credits uh, involved and accepted. Absolutely. That is something that we're going to be working at. Uh, Todd uh, has a really interesting suggestion saying he'd be interested to, uh, uh, it'd be interesting if we could convince uh, someone that this approach would work with a strong engineering program. Oh man, Todd, you know, one of the things that I would absolutely love to see um, is I would love through our undergraduate program to enter into partnerships with programs like that, like engineering programs, uh, programming programs, right? Uh, that uh, like all of these kind of tech oriented, you know, hard skills oriented programs um, and say, look, everyone in your program, right? All of your future engineers, all of your future programmers, all of whatever it is that you're training, right? Awesome. That is really great. But you know what? They all really need these skills. And no offense, but the uh, like the working world seems to testify that your stock, you know, English class for humanity, you know, for engineer thing that you're offering for distribution credit or gen ed credit or whatever is is not doing the job, right? Is not actually providing them what they, you know, what they what they really need. I this, yeah. We can do that though. And we can build a program. We can we can come alongside and have a little module, right? In which your students come and I mean, oh man, I would love to, to do something like that, Todd. I think that would be a huge benefit all around. And then of course it would be a huge benefit for our students, right? For our students who can say, like, yeah, like study some at Signum and then also like do some engineering stuff at that other school. Totally. Um, would love to be able to kind of uh cross-pollinate like that. I think that kind of an environment would be um would be would be optimal. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Anne-Marie has another question. She, she, she's like, uh, so Anne-Marie, you're going to be graduating this year. I know I've been, uh, I've been, I've been, I've been watching that progress uh, and you have been with us for a while. It has been delightful to see you go through the program. She says, uh, uh, thanks for the experience of our MA program. Absolutely. And she's wondering, are we going to do a PhD program at some point in the future? I will say confidently, yes. Yes, I believe that I, I plan to do that. Do I know the schedule? No, I don't know the schedule. Um, uh, that's, I mean, the uh, development of our Signum Path program, that's first, We're, that's beginning right now, right? We've started the Signum Path program. The humanities program is next, right? The undergraduate program, I should say, is next. Um, and, uh, uh, the and after that though one of the things I would like to build is not only PhD a PhD program in language and literature attached to our current master's degree program, um, but also expanding outwards to other graduate programs within our humanities niche, right? Um, to have master's programs for for history, for philosophy, you know, for uh, other departments of the humanities that we're going to be incorporating into our interdisciplinary undergraduate program, and also. And Marie um, to have PhD programs uh, in those things because, like I said, one of my big long-term visions for this, one of the one of the the big long-term goals that I hope that we can achieve, is not just to be able to prepare individual students. I'm not only focusing on the individual students. I want to make a home, a long-term home. The humanities, again, they're 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 you know, you look at look at humanities departments 
in other universities, right? Even really big universities. And what you will often find is a bunch of very nervous people in a very little dinghy, right? Trying to stay afloat uh, within, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough world for the humanities right now. I would love for Signum University to be a cradle for the humanities for centuries to come, right? I, I would like Signum University to help um, uh, to be able to, um, uh, uh, to, um, to really perpetuate and continue the study of the humanities. And to that end, yeah, definitely, I wanna have doctorate programs um, so that we can be continuing and training up um, the, uh, uh, the, the, um, uh, you know, the future, future scholars of the humanities and therefore future professors in our program, certainly. So, um, uh, Awesome, yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Aldossi on the Twitch chat says, as a history major who has worked in IT for 15 years and currently manages a team of software developers, I can attest to the need for engineers to learn these skills. Oh man, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Aldossi, you wanna talk about our corporate program? Do we can maybe, maybe it's not too late for your team of software developers. We can maybe work with them. Um, it'd be fun to talk about that. But yeah, that's exactly, it's exactly the kind of need that I think that we can fill in the short term and also also, of course, uh, be taking steps to help improve, hopefully, that kind of thing down the road. Um, all right. Well, I've kept everybody for a long time, uh, so I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks for uh, uh, thanks for uh, for for joining me uh, and uh, listening to me tell some stories and and kind of talk about where we've come from and how this all fits together and where I see us headed. Um, and I hope that this helps you to see how Signum Path that is, you know, that, that is fits with our uh, our MA program that has been and our undergraduate program that is to come um, and uh, how all of these pieces are going to fit together into this uh, this larger, uh, more vibrant uh, Signum University, which I hope will be continuing uh, for decades and decades to come. So thanks so much, everybody, for joining me, and I will see you guys around soon. Stay in touch. Don't forget path.signumuniversity.org. Uh, spread the word. Help us to, you know, we really rely upon our current community to help uh, reach out uh, to the huge world out there who probably has never heard of Signum yet, but who could really benefit uh, from this stuff. So um, definitely please help us share the word there. Thanks everybody. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye now.